but yeah, I remember that Edgeware game when I started, and yeah, that I'll always remember that Edgeware game. It was um, probably yes, one that kind of made 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 my career really. Welcome to the latest episode of Wearing the Red and Green. In this week's podcast, I speak to Damien Spencer and Magara Gomez, two players who made the move from Stag Meadow into the professional game. We discuss that hat-trick away at Edgware, that 30-yard screamer away at Staines Town, through to games against Lionel Messi, Ronaldinho and Alan Shearer. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey gents, it's fantastic to have you both on the podcast. We really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, no worries. I appreciate the uh, the invite. Thank you. Morgan, I know you had a good result at the weekend um, playing for Clyde, but Damien, are you are you still pulling on the boots at any <coughs> level whatsoever? Do you know what? I played for my boss's team um, a couple of weeks ago and where, well, I had this long-standing injury of my... Um, my knee when I was at Cheltenham now and it's still swollen now so I, I try to keep I just I'll just play for fun like midweek and um, I'd keep it simple but I think I overexerted myself because it's 11 aside and you just get into that zone right you just <laughs> run around and, did you yeah, win so though did you win did you win and to no. get a goal oh yeah I scored yeah I scored yeah. <laughs> um, I, mean, I should, have, should have had five but yeah I mean I try not to play out front these days I just sit in the middle and just give it get it and give it that's it. <laughs> Love it. Right. I want to take you both back to the beginning um, and your time at Windsor. Um, Damien, starting with you, I remember yeah. at the time you were about 16 years of age. Mm. And if I guess right, I think you might have had a few games in the reserves first. Yeah. I remember. Um, and then Alan Davis called you up for that game at Edgeware. But how did how did arriving at Stag Meadow come about for you in the first Do you know, do you know what, right? I... I I mean, I tell this story to everyone. Like me, me joining was a bit of a accident in, um, with my one of my best mates, like Jody White. He um, he's a bit older than me, and he said, "Oh, look, I'm going down to Windsor Reserves." Uh, one of his workmates played in the first team, so he said, oh, "I'll just come down for a bit of support." So I said, "Yeah, all right." And so I went down training. Um, I think we trained at um, there's a park quite close to Windsor. I think it's Windsor Boys or Windsor Girls School. Yeah, I think. Um, and um, yeah, we trained there, and then afterwards, the manager's like, "Right, I, want, I both want to. I think I've got the reserve team manager's name at the time, and he's like, oh, right, I want to sign a both of you.'" And then he asked, "Like, where did you play?" And I said, "Oh, midfield." And he goes, "Oh, I've got enough midfielders. You can play out front." And I was a bit like, "Cause I, from a young age, I've always played midfield or left midfield." Oh, so, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the thing. Like, oh, I, I mean, I always told my my managers at the clubs. Like, I mean, I was never originally a striker it's only because of my my size they put me up front so um and also when he asked me at my age at the time I was 15 funny thing he said to me because straight away he was just like all right we'll just put you we'll just play under a different name until your birthday so so for about three games I think I played under three different names um I remember one game I got booked and I forgot my name I like I had a mind block and <laughs> I I, had to, I actually had to look in the referee's book saying oh yeah that one that one and uh, I still remember that but um but yeah, I remember like it started off in the reserves and I was scoring goals in the reserves. And I mean, I didn't think nothing of it. I was just enjoying playing. And it was nice to play at kind of non-league stadiums. Um, and it was nice being there with my mate because my mate was playing as well on the team. Um, but yeah, I yeah when I got the call up to the first team, it was a bit of a shock to me. And because uh, I think it was when I turned 16, I got called up to the first team. And um, I remember it was very daunting, like turning up to the stadium because I remember the first game was a home game and um, I mean, all, all these big men, like right, thirty-year-old men, and I'm just totally. a little sixty-year-old, yeah. just rocking up in the change room, like not knowing anything, but still excited and to be there. Um, yeah, and it kind of kind of went from there because I, I, I'm not sure which which game I, I think. Yeah, they, I remember the Edgeway game I started, but I think the games before I come off the bench. Um, but yeah, I remember that Edgeway game I started, and yeah, that. I'll always remember that Edgeware game. It was um, probably, yes, one that kind of made, made made my career, really. 
So Morgan, to set the scene here, we're playing away at Edgeware, who were, uh, I think, right near the top. They're either yeah, top yeah, they or, or, or top, yeah. top three. We were probably mid-table. Um, yeah. Damien was, what, 16, and then just came in and scored a brilliant hat-trick. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. Yeah. I'll always remember it. I remember it. The first goal, he always says that I nicked it from him because it was goal-bound. And, I mean, I was just on the line to head it in, right? So, um, but I know the other two goals I think I took quite well. I mean, I think one of them I rounded the keeper. And um, I think the other one I just hit a low shot into the corner. But I still remember it. it's a game that I'll always remember. Now, not long after, of course, then Bristol City came calling. And I can imagine that must have just been, as a 16-year-old, like a whirlwind yeah. couple of weeks. Uh, but, yeah, talk through those weeks. And were there other clubs calling? Oh, as well? wow. Uh, do you know what, right? I mean, don't be wrong. I, I love football, and yeah, I follow teams. And I know I knew about Watford. I knew about Bristol. And I, I knew about Nottingham Forest, but I didn't know the history of Nottingham Forest. Right? I didn't know they won the European Cup at the time. I was only young. Oh, you right? didn't know. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Right? So I remember I, I got off. Like they called up. They said I wanted to go for trial, so I went for a trial at Watford. Um. At the time, their academy manager was Gary Johnson. I don't even remember Gary Johnson. He, he has managed in the championship. Um, yeah. And um, he was academy manager at the time, and he offered me a YT deal. And I was like, oh, okay. I told him, well, look, I've got other trials elsewhere. And then I did have a trial at Nottingham Forest, but it got called off because their training pitch was waterlogged. So um, that got cancelled. And then I went to Bristol City. Um, I'd done well there because I think I scored in the Watford game. They had a little game they played. and. I scored and I went to Bristol City and I scored in the game there. And they offered me like, but they offered me a, a YT, two-year YT and a one-year pro. And at the time I was thinking, oh, this is great. I've got like a pro contract at the end of my, like at the end of the YT. So I quickly decided to like go with them. But I remember coming back to the club and Alan Davis, he was not happy with me at all. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we kind of had a word with me outside the change room and was like, why don't you go to Nottingham Forest? Like, and I was like, I don't know, like, they, it was called off. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I didn't know. I just, I like, and he was like, oh, we, we could have got, we could have got them down here for a game. But I know, obviously, they had to sort out a deal, obviously, to sign me. I mean, I think I went, I think I got signed for like five grand. I think it was like something small and a friendly game. So, um, so yeah, I think they got a friendly. Uh, yeah, Windsor got a friendly game out of it against Bristol City, and um, yeah, ended up signing. But like I said, I didn't know the history of Nottingham Forest. I think, yeah, I probably would have gone up there really and uh, probably seen what that was like. But, but I'll think. Were they Bristol City at that time? When you signed for them? Um, they were they were in the Championship at the time. No, okay. no, they they were in well, what you call now League One, League, okay. and. And it was really weird because Tottenham, uh, Tottenham um, uh, Bristol City and Watford were the top two at the time. Okay, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was like a difficult decision. But make again, it. not yeah, Nottingham Forest, well, I think we're in, I don't know, there must be been, was it in their Prem? Oh, I don't know. But I was just a bit like, yeah, it's Nottingham Forest, they're not big. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I wasn't even yeah. thinking. I wasn't even thinking. I just thought, <laughs> oh, they offered me the best deal, so I'll just go for that. How did you find a step up? Um, initially to be honest um, when I joined there obviously I was in the youth team and I I would honestly say my first year I probably my head wasn't really on it because I thought oh I'm here I've made it and I had that yeah yeah I had that mentality of well I've got a one year pro contract in this yeah so I'll admit I probably I enjoyed the football, like don't get me wrong, but I didn't really put in the effort to mm-hmm. improve myself at the time because I thought, I mean, I've done it at, at Windsor, surely I can do it here, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so got very complacent, and um, and it was only till like one of the coach, the first team coaches, I think his name was Terry Connor, and he kind of sat me down, had a word with me, and that's when I kind of like thought, right, you know what, I got to zone in here and start doing things right, and. Uh, prepare myself right, doing the right things, being disciplined and dedicated. And yeah, then finally 
things started taking off and I think I I think I made my debut when I was yeah when I was 18 and yeah I think I was in the first team I think I was still a YT in my last year I'm a YT then um but yeah I was in the first team for like half the season um in 19 I think it was 98 99 season I was in the, in the yeah I think it I think that that was it but um was it 98 well, I think it was in ninety nine or two thousand season, but um, yeah, it 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 was a real eye opener, and I enjoyed it. It was just like, and also we got to Wembley for the Auto Windscreens final, oh, and yeah, of course, yeah, 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 and and to play, we, we played um, we played Stoke City, and it was a sellout, and I just remember, I still remember the noise because it was like clipping near enough eight thousand in the stadium and. I oh, mean, would that have been the old Wembley or the new Wembley? Yeah, that was that was the old Wembley. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, stadium, though. Yeah, the of the Twin Towers. Yeah, so that was an experience that I'll never forget. I mean, I, was, I got I got credited a goal, right? So um, that's my claim to fame that I scored at Wembley. In fact, not many can say that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Not many can say that. <laughs> Now, Morgan, in your case, your life started at Montpellier. Was that right? Yeah, Montpellier. So how did the move to Windsor come about in the first place when you came over from France? Yeah, well, I was living in London um, in my cousin's house and I was playing football in the street. And one, I got I got to know a guy who was French and he said, look, I think you're a good player and I know, I know a guy. And it's the guy who works for Windsor and Nathan Visa that he will probably like you. And I said, okay, well, give me his number. So I, I call, I called him. I said, like, I'm, I just came to to the UK, and I'm looking for a team. And he said, okay, well, come, come to Windsor, and we'll see if you're a good player or not. And then I went to Windsor after my first training session. I remember what he said to me because I gave him my CV and I told him I was at Montpellier. He said to me after the first training session, are you sure you were at Montpellier Academy? <laughs> because it was just a piece of paper I gave him my name, and and we was the manager saying how good I was. But after the first training session that I did with Windsor the Reserve, it was like, are you sure? Like, you're, the, you're that player? And I was like, yeah, that's me, you know. <laughs> if I was lying to him. But the, the thing is, I didn't play football for a year when I got released from Montpellier. So I was basically, like, not fit. I put on weight and everything. So so I told him to give me time. I said, give me some time and I will show you. So after three weeks, I remember we were playing the Reserve games with Windsor and I scored three goals. And I was just like, he came up to me and he was like, okay, I feel you're a good player. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah my story at Windsor just start from there I ended up signing for them and I was just playing for the reserve for a few weeks until until Dennis like you know noticed me and played me in the first team <laughs> and what was Dennis De- Dennis must have been an experience to play under as your first manager in England yeah yeah it was because he didn't like me at the start because if I was too small to play like in that defensive midfielder role right. like, like a box-to-box midfielder defensive midfielder and if I was too small because the way like in England the way they play football the long ball and you have to fight for the second for the second ball ahead the ball and if I wasn't good enough to do that job and then I don't know for some reason he ended up like playing me. I think there was many players injured and he had he had no choice. He had to call someone from the reserve and I was probably the only player and then he called me up and then I start playing well and that was me. I was just in the team like week in, week out. <laughs> but yeah no, it was a good experience. <laughs> well Damien people always remember your hat trick but from Morgan's case there was a goal away at Staines Town, which yeah, to this day everybody still talks about. I, know. I wish there was still a video there. I, wish I, I know, right? What a goal! But I talk, don't even know what happened that, Talk through that goal. Talk through that goal. I'm sure it's gone probably twenty yards to thirty yards to forty I think it was yards. Thirty-five yards. I was away and I received the ball. I just turned and I just, I just strike the ball. You went top corner. Like honestly, what, what a goal! <laughs> it's something I would never do. Like now, if you're asking me to do it, so that I wouldn't even shoot. <laughs> I would be just passing the ball. <laughs> and it was, it was good. It was a good game because it was a derby game as well. So I think we, I think we ended up winning that game as well. So. Yeah, I think we did three now. Now you stayed at Windsor that season, um, and you returned for a second spell the following season. But what do you remember from your days at Stag Meadow? What did you enjoy about it? Well, I enjoyed like every every single weekend because uh, like I was playing like all the time and the guys were all good to me and I was probably the, one of the youngest players on the team. I think there was another young player was his name was Luis from if I'm not wrong he was a left winger. Yeah, he was. I think he was maybe one year or two years older than me, so I was really close to him because other other guys were 
like in the like 30 or like between 25 and 30 years old so i was only like like 19 so it was more like you know staying with him all the time but like the group was was a good group and i was you know i enjoyed playing with them i love that and now you obviously moved into the program pro game and built a successful career in scotland i guess a question to both of you like how did playing i know obviously you didn't play for many years in non-league football but how did like non-league football and that introduction to men's football like help prepare you for pro football um for for myself i was I mean, from a young age, I was very fearless anyway. I know I was a bit of a size anyway. I mean, even when I was at school, I was playing football with the older kids. Like, so it it didn't phase me at all. Um, I just enjoyed it for what it is. I, I enjoyed getting getting stuck in. And um, again, I think it's like the buzz of playing in. I mean, yeah, at the time it was like non-league stadiums, but to actually play in a stadium and you've got some spectators watching, even if we were playing away, like I... I just enjoyed the moment for what it is and um, yeah, just got a buzz out of it and I just kind of had that mentality of just like, just really wanting to do well and um, just take it all in and just do the best I can really. That, that was just mainly it and just enjoy it. What about you, Morgan? Well, for myself, it was it was a good experience because it really helped me because growing up in Paris and uh, we have a different um, different like style of play compared like to the British way like where we I would say like really te- technical players, and um, I'm the type of player who, who love to get the get the ball down, and just play, and you know move it to England. I used to be a number ten, and when I moved to England, they said to me, "Look, we don't play like number ten players. We play like four four two, and the two players are like box to box with the other. So you have to run up and down." I was like, "Nah, me, I'm just a number ten. <laughs> just give me the ball, and I'll make things happen." So I had to change my game and 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 adapt basically to the British way, and and I add this to my game and. And I think that time playing like like you know Windsor and Aiton really really helped me playing with all the players because I had to obviously like try to win the ball in the air, jump, tackle, you know, you know, get 50-50 challenges. And yeah, so once I moved to, to Scotland and like you know, signing for the United, I was basically ready to play like with men basically, like you know, first team football. But you played under some experienced managers, though, right? Like Bobby Gould and yeah. John Ward. John Ward, Martin Allen. Oh, don't don't get me started. John Martin <laughs> Allen. I don't know. I know. I know. I know. He lives local in the area. To be fair, because I'm still like I'm based near Windsor. I'm in New Burnham, so I know he lives close by. So um, yeah, very interesting manager. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. What about the others, though? Like someone like Bobby Gould and. Play, like did what what did you learn from being able to play under you know, managers you know what, that experience? You know what, right? I I'd always say this because I think with Bobby Gould, he kind of he kind of took me under his wing and kind of was a father figure to me and he he tried to toughen me up. Um because like I said, I wasn't one of those I didn't mind getting stuck in, but I mean I was always like on the wing. I just like getting the ball on the wing and just running at people and <laughs> But he tried. He tried to toughen me up, and <laughs> I'll tell you a story. There was um, so after every training session, what he would do, <laughs> he would he'd get us all in a circle, and then he'll call he'll call me. He'd call me out into the middle, and he'd say, "Come on!" He could say, "Come on, let's have it." And I goes, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Come on, let's let's have a wrestle." And I'm like, I'm looking around at the other boys, and I'm like, so I did it one time, and I I pinned him to the floor, and I thought, "All right, okay, cool." Bit of a laugh. Then he'd done then he'd done it in the next session. And at that time, I blooded his nose. <laughs> and do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, okay, okay, this needs to stop now. But he was, like I said, he was really good. He lived, when I lived in Bristol, because I still lived in Bristol when he was manager, um, I lived in Portishead. And he lived in Portishead as well. And there was one time he asked me to give him a lift up. And I had a little small, I had a Renault Clio at the time, tiny, for the size of me anyway. And I remember driving up in my car and he was like, God, you need a bigger car. You need a bigger car. And I was like, yeah, I know, I know. And um, and I remember the next contract that he gave me, he said, all right, I'm giving you this contract, get a bigger car. And I mean, even to the point of my outside life, he he set me up. He, he set me up on a date as well. That's what I mean. He, he done a, he done a lot for me. Yeah, he, he tried setting me up on a date with his his son's sister's, his, no, his son's, his son's wife's sister. 
you know what I mean? He set me off on a date and I was just like, yeah, he, he done a lot for me. He was, it was a shame when he left. Um, but yeah, he, um, he was, he was good. I mean, John Ward was good as well. He was another kind of one that was a father figure as well for a lot of the lads. And, um, but yeah, like I said, Martin Allen was a very interesting one. That's all I'm going to say on that oh, one. Yeah, well, I won't probe there, but I am going to probe <laughs> on, I need to ask you about the dog toy story. Oh, no. Do you know what? Someone asked me about this the other day. My neighbour did. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. All right. The dog toy. I mean, I'll be open because already, I've already done an interview for the Cheltenham local paper about this. So I don't mind saying it now. But basically, um, I was on a night out in Bristol with my mates. And, well, not that we were looking for trouble, but we got into a bit of trouble with some lads who, I don't know, they knew we played football and they were a bit jealous, right? And they decided to, I don't know, attack us, right? So I've gone running back to help my mate, but in doing that, while I was wearing shoes, I slipped and I <laughs> I damaged my medial ligament. So I was I was panicking a bit because I'm like, oh, I've just injured myself here on a night out. What do I go back and tell the club? And so at the time I was living with my mate and um, he had a dog, and uh, <laughs> uh, well, he's his missus' dog, and um, I thought I don't know what to do. So I, on the spot, I just said, "Oh yeah, I tripped on a dog toy at the top of the stairs." <laughs> and there's me think there there was me thinking, "Oh, that's that's minor. I'll get away with that," which I did. Well, I thought I did, but then next thing you know, a couple of days later, I'm seeing the video video print on Sky Sports News, and it's saying Damien Spencer's out injured for three weeks with tripping on a dog toy. Um, I couldn't actually believe it. And now it's like made it everywhere. I mean, even when I was going to away away games, I was, I was reading it in the programs like, that I was injured by a dog toy. So, yeah, I, I fess up to that one. Um, it, was a, it was a terrible lie. Now, what, was, what were some of your favourite games and highlights? I remember reading about a famous win at Leeds United. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, Leeds are a big club, right? And for little old Cheltenham Town. I mean, I think that season we beat them. I think we were the only team that that season to beat them twice, home and away. Um, but that that night at, at Ellen Road was, I mean, the whole team, like, like gave their all and put it in. And, I mean, we should have won 3-1. But so at the time when we were in League One, they, um, they had a lot of, like, established, well-known players, like, in those parts of the league and um so really they're all favorites like they should have beaten us really because they had really good players that they had signed and i mean and to be fair i think at that time our manager was keith Downing at the time um don't know if you've heard of him like keith keith was probably yeah. the best coach i've ever played under well he become a manager but as a coach he was like probably the best i've worked under um but um he set us up right for the for the night I played in my favourite position, which was wide on the left. And, I mean, even to this day, a lot of the Cheltenham fans say that was my best game for Cheltenham. So, yeah, I'll take the credit for that. It was, it was good. It was good. I think, like I said, like, I think everyone played their part in that, in that win. It was a special night, that was. And you became a cult hero, though, didn't you, down at Cheltenham? I mean, from what I read, right? I mean, you may not admit it, yeah. but, you know, what everyone seems to speak really highly of you. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I'd always loved Cheltenham. I mean, I will speak even the place itself. I speak highly of it. Um, I do miss it. I always, I'd always say to someone, if if I had a job back there, I'd hunt me back. And it's because it, it's such a family club. It was a well-run club from top to bottom. Um, I mean, with being a being the club that it was like to where it's come from, non-league, and then. Mm. Established itself now in the football league. I know they went down to non-league, but they come back up. But um, really good club, um, good people that work for them. Um, I mean, from people in the offices, ground staff. Um, yeah, really, really, really good club. And I'll always. I mean, I was there for seven years, and it's always great to go back and to see people and see. I, I mean, I always check the scores, right? Every yeah. Weekend. How often do you go back? You know, I haven't been back lately, but the last, I can't remember the last game I went back to, but I think the last game, I think the the old manager was the next player that used to play with Michael Duff. 
Eels manager at the time, and um, that's the last game I went back to. I think it was a, a year ago I went back. But yeah, I always loved the the stadium. Is the pitch was always immaculate. I remember the first time, first time I ever went there was when I was playing reserves for Bristol City, and I remember looking at the pitch and thinking, "My God, for a team, for a club of this size, the pitch was immaculate. It's better than most like big stadiums. Like it was like yeah, so yeah. good." Um, but yeah, the pit, I think the pitch won awards like two or three years in a row for the best pitch in the league. It was that good. Now, Morgan, one game I've got to ask you about yeah. at Dundee United was a friendly against Barcelona. Oh, wow. Looking at, looking at that Barca team sheet, Messi... Henri, Etu, Torre, Valdez, oh, wow. Alves. Um, I mean, what an experience that must have been. I mean, it was just some great... All the big, all the big players. All the big players, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, who would have thought, like, two years on from wearing a red and green shirt, you're playing against that lot? But talk about that actually, game, like, what was that like? And Pepe Guardiola was manager, right? Yeah, no. The, yeah, Guardiola was the second year. The first year was uh, Frank Schweiker. Uh, and uh, yeah, Guardiola was the year after. So oh yeah, first... you played him two years running. Yeah, two years running. First first game was two thousand eight, and then the next game was two thousand nine. So the first year was I think it was Thierry Henry's first game for the club. So they came to Scotland for preseason for one week, and that was the first friendly game against us. So the stadium was like packed, it was full, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I remember the game was just like it was yesterday. I remember playing against Iniesta. I had to ring Xavi in midfield and. I couldn't get near them. They just they kept playing like a lot of pass between them. And then Conrad on the side, it it all. And oh, honestly, it was scary. It was just mad. But we only lost one nil in that game. So so it was good. It was. I mean, it was a good game to play against those type of players. Like you know, because it's those players. Like you look at them like playing La Liga, and you're like, wow. And now you're playing against them. <laughs> it's just even though it was just a friendly game, it was just it was a great experience to play against. That's amazing. Yeah. I think I thought I was a football player, but once I was playing against them, I was like, nah, we're not playing the same sport, man. <laughs> I'm not a professional footballer yet, <laughs> compared to them. And then that next year, Messi just destroyed you. Yeah, the, the year after, yeah, Messi, I, I, I don't know why he missed that first year, but the year after, Messi was there. And um, we were winning, we were, it was 1 1 at half time, and he came on and he scored three goals in 10 minutes. Like, yeah. Wow. Lionel was only like 19, I think, or 18 or 19, and yeah, he scored three goals. And yeah, everybody was just raving about him back then, so still the same right now, but yeah, <laughs> that's um, but what an experience, right? I mean, that's just special. I mean, could you tell? I mean, you must have been able to just someone like Messi that he would just go on and become the player that he was going to become, yeah, you could tell he was special, like, you, like the guy who just you know, everything that he's doing right now, he was doing it like. Even when he was like six years old, this video of him when he was like seven or eight playing in, in Argentina, like dribbling everybody and scoring the same goal that he's scoring right now. Scoring he was going then when he was like eight, nine. So when you when he was playing against us, like it was just you couldn't do anything. Like every time you had the ball, you would just go and dribble everybody like we were not there. Like it's just it's just crazy. It's just mad. <laughs> now to add to that game, right? So here's another one. Um when you were at Birmingham. You had a League Cup game away at Man City that included Tevez, Balotelli, Zabaleta, Torre, and a, Chelsea, and a Chelsea game where the Chelsea team, if I read this right, Czech, Cahill, Bertrand, Louis, uh, Ivanovic, Mata, Mikel, Ramirez, Moreles, Sturridge, Torres. I mean, what were those games like? I mean, that's... Freaking um, impressive. The game against Manchester City, I was on the bench in that game and I think I came on the last 20 minutes and uh, when I went on, I was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Like, you know, just to play in that game because those players are just unreal as well. It's just like playing against Barcelona. Like, they don't they don't give the ball away. Like, once they keep the ball, they start passing the ball to each other. You, you just keep on running and trying to get the ball back, but it's so hard. <laughs> it's so difficult. And once you have the ball, like, you can't afford to lose it, but when you lose it, everybody starts going mad at you because I lost the ball a few times. And I could see all my teammates not being happy with me, you know, because we've been running for like two minutes trying to get the ball back in. But yeah, it's, it was a great experience. It was, it was good. It was good. Like City was just, yeah, something else. <laughs> something. Would you then, ever dream that when you're wearing that red and green shirt? Well, my dream one was playing at Provinzo, yeah, obviously, was to get to 
to the highest level that I could and my dream was to play in the Premier League but I never managed to get there but to get in the championship was like was, was, was something that I'm proud of obviously so. uh, yeah rightly so and rightly so and obviously as well making a name for yourself in Scottish football I mean what, yeah. you, what you know what you've done at Dundee United well, what do you enjoy in football up there and um, you know just how passionate are some of those fans at Rangers and Celtic games Oh yeah, the Rangers and oh, to be fair, it's everywhere. Like in Scotland, not just Rangers and Celtic. The the fans are really passionate. They they really love football, and I think it's everywhere in the world. Like in England, in Scotland, Scotland, like in Germany. But um, you know, being here and and playing for the United for all those years was was something that obviously I'm, I'm proud for every club that I play for. But making my debut, signing my first professional contract for them was something that I always remember. Like all those half time that I had, you know, playing for Windsor and Eton, getting the train from East London to Windsor, like on a Tuesday night, like all those, <laughs> you know, like going back home at like one o'clock in the morning, you know, it was all worth it basically, you know, you know to get there. So it's something that I obviously I will never forget. And similar to questions what I asked Damien about Cheltenham, like what made Dundee, because obviously Dundee United is probably the one the one club where you obviously spent a good majority of the games of your career. Like what made that club special to you? Well, because I, I signed professional when I was 21 and from that, from there on, like when I signed for them, I was in the team playing week in, week out for, for four years. Like I, I probably missed maybe a few games. I was, I was that's really, like, well, I'm still playing, but I was never injured. I was always playing. And I was always playing well. Plus the thing, and the fans, they really like adopt me. Like they were singing my names and they made songs like about me. And and you know when when fans, you know when they appreciate you and you feel love, it's it's a great feeling that you know to be to be somewhere where people really like you know seeing what you're doing on the pitch. And I felt like I was invisible basically. Like nothing could happen to me basically. Like I was there. I was just happy to be there and to play. And Damon, you must have got that as well. Like that feeling when they're. Like, what's that feeling like when, you know, you're scoring crucial winning goals and, you know, there's mm. that amount of thousands of people cheering you? Yeah, it's, it's a, I don't know, it's a, it's a feeling like you kind of dream of, like, when you're a kid, right? And well, that's another thing because I'm, I wasn't one of those kids when I was younger that, like, kind of dreamt of being a footballer. And that's why, like I said, when I went to the YT, I didn't really, I took it for granted. I wasn't, I wasn't like like fully on it but when I was there and I was like thinking well I could really do something here make a career of myself and like I said like playing in front of a stadium and then like Morgana said like when the fans are like singing singing your name and you, you kind of feel that embrace and like that love from the crowd and it kind of spurs you on as well and I, I kind of had a, that that connection with the crowd as well because there was like the there was one end of the ground where and they always sang my name and I would like G them up and they would G me up. And so it was like, um, yeah, it was nice. And there, Cause there was a, there was a few times I did score some crucial goals in it. It kind of, it, it did mean a lot. And always when I celebrated with fans, it was like, yeah, such a great feeling. Did you miss it? <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. I mean, people, even, even if I was to, when I go to watch a game now live in the, if I'm sat in the stadium, a build up to the game, I feel it. Because I know what the players are feeling in the tunnel, right? And it's kind of like my hairs are standing on it, like, in the, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right? and it's kind of like I know what they're going through, and just having that buzz of the whole build up to the game and stuff like that. So, yeah, stuff like that, like uh, three o'clock, three o'clock click kickoff on a Saturday, is uh, definitely what I miss. Most, what are you most proud of when you look back at your career? Um, I would say, I'd say the season we like Cheltenham got promoted, and we had a really, really good season. And I played in every game that season as well. It was like sixty-two games that season. Nice. And because uh, <laughs> uh, we had we had a, we had an FA Cup run uh, where we got to play Newcastle um, in the fifth round, and then. Uh, we also, yeah, we got into the playoffs as well. So, that, yeah, that extended our season. So, and to play in all of those games and, like, have the reward at the end of it of a promotion, like, yeah, I'll always look back at that and, as a, a proud moment of my career of doing it. 
And Morgan, obviously your career is not finished, but yeah. <laughs> what was what what are you most proud of so far? Somebody high. Uh, I'll say get, getting called up by Senegal in two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like yeah, like something that obviously I was dreaming of when 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 I, when Senegal got to the World Cup two thousand two and uh, when they were doing so well and I was like remember watching them on TV and saying oh I, I want to be in the national team as well. Like, and at that time I was only 16, so I was like, I, I want to be hopefully one day I'll, I'll be there and to get called up here yeah, in 2009 for them. Like I was something, yeah. I'll always remember. I remember the the manager at that time, but then United called me in his office and uh, he said to me, You've been called up by Senegal. And I looked at him, I said, Are you joking? And he said, No, no, look, <laughs> he has an invitation to friendly game we play uh, Iran and Oman. And um I was I was I was 20, yeah, I was 23 at that time. And um I think I was that yeah, I was twenty. Yeah, I was twenty three, and I've already played like more than like, I think it was 80, 80 games. Like first team for the United. Like, and obviously I was playing well, and the national team they, they heard about me and they called me up. So and I started my first game as well. So it, it was good. <laughs> against uh, we, but we lost. We was against Oman. We lost one 0 and uh, the second game I was on the bench. But I came on against Iran. We drew one one, and I played twenty minutes in that game. Yeah. Proud, proud cool. and they're a decent side now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even Oman, like I, just, I actually didn't even know about them. But it was a hard game. It was really difficult. They were a good team. They were a good team. Mm. I think the manager for Oman at that time was the is a French manager. His name is Claude Claude Leroy. Right. Manager of Cameroon before, like in in the nineties. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he was the manager of Oman. So so they had a good team. They had a really good mm. team. When um, if you were to rewind the clock, what advice? Damien, I'll start with you. Like, what advice would you give to a youngster who's playing non-league football now, if they, um, you know, who, who had aspirations of going into pro football? Or or even a 16-year-old Damien Spencer. What advice would you yeah. give to a 16-year-old Damien Spencer? Um, I mean, I just go out and enjoy it and give you all. The, the main thing is enjoy it and work hard because, and obviously, like, obviously the game has changed, obviously, since I played and, a lot of it was like, like Morgano said, it's kind of like long ball four four two. You got to have you got to have pass strength, but um, a lot of more of it's technical now. And I've seen it in the games like I've I've watched and and played in recently. I've like yeah, a lot more a lot more of the game is technical. So I'd always yeah, even kids I see them playing on the street, just say just keep working on your game, um, and just be yeah, if you're if you're dedicated to it. And this is the thing, there's a lot of kids out there who kind of like, yeah, have those aspirations of being a footballer and they don't make it, but just don't just don't give up on your dream. It doesn't doesn't really work out, doesn't work out for some, but I mean if you apply yourself in the right manner, um, and like I said, just keep practicing and on your well, on your strengths, on your strengths still and your weaknesses, then you just never know. Like you never know who could be watching on the day. You never know. Mm. That's very true. Very true. What about you, Morgan? What advice would you give? Yeah, just like, just like Damien said, you just keep keep working hard. And I mean, the main things about enjoying, obviously, obviously mm. playing football, like you know, play with a smile and and just if that's your dream, if you really want to make it as a professional footballer, just you know, just you have to work hard like all the time. Like every train, every training session, you should you should be in your mind that it's like a game. Like you wanna you wanna you know get better all the time. So don't waste any time. You just training just you know once training starts just do your best and then you go from there on like you know you just kick on mm. yeah wise words wise words okay now on every podcast i um i fire over some quick fire questions um now, they may be quick fire, as I say to everyone, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily going to be easy. Um, so first question, and I'll start with you, Damien. Best player that you've played with in your career and why? Played with? Oh, my God. Uh, oh, that is a tough one. I mean, if people were watching this, they would, like, slaughter me. But I would say... That's tough. Do you know what I'd say? <laughs> He's done 25 years at Bristol City this this year, um, this month. His name's Scott Murray. Um, he's a bit of a legend down at Bristol City. And he he's, yeah, like I said, he's one of those players who I've never seen him get angry. 
he plays with a smile on his face and even now at his age he still runs up and down and he's just got that enthusiasm and he's energetic and that's his character on and off the field and it's a it's a pleasure to play with him because he, I've never seen him upset even when we lose like yeah he, a bit down but like he would always be upbeat and he's a, he was a good person to have in a change room yeah definitely Morgan um Ravel Morrison yeah um he used to he used to be at Manchester United you know yeah he came on loan to us from West Ham and um yeah he was just like unreal, like like things that you could do, like that he did was like he was doing with the ball. It was just like wow, mm. like you know, people were right before he came to us. People were already talking about him, like you know, raving about him. And I got to see him, like you know, on a daily basis, like in training. And I'm about you used to sit next to me, and I say to me, I say to him one time in in the changing room, just give me ten percent of your ability. I wouldn't be sitting here. <laughs> I would be playing in Spain. My yeah. <laughs> it was just oh, it was just such a great player. Yeah. yeah. Good guy as well. <laughs> you know what, saying that, sorry, I know I'm probably going to say another player, but there was one player I played with at Kettering Town. His name was Andre Bucard. And his ability on the ball, I've never seen before on an English player. Like, really? he he played he played football like he was playing in La Liga. Everything was manoeuvring <laughs> the ball on, on the sole of his foot, like moving it left to right. And the way, like, it's the thing... If he applied himself, well, I think he eventually did, but if he applied himself correctly before and had that right mentality, he he definitely would have played like Premiership. I think he knows that himself. I mean, I don't know if he's still playing now, but he had so much ability on the ball. I've never, like, in awe of watching him in training. Um, yeah, unbelievable technique on the ball. His shooting technique weren't great, but his ability, like, on, on the ball in midfield was good. <laughs> but doesn't that show you, like, or just illustrate the fine margins, right? And sometimes it can just come down to how you the application you you put in, right? You know, you've got yeah, the, yeah. from a tech from a sheer technical ability. So many players have got it, but it's kind of what you've mm. got up here that you know separates. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. Okay, um, best player you played against? Um, I would say, like, come up against or being on the field, same field as like a defender or something uh your choice your choice i mean it's pretty simple not i probably have to say shira to be honest um watching him like from afar um he's just it, his overall strength like holding up the ball his timing of his runs um he was just a powerful play like you wouldn't Look at it, you wouldn't look at him to see that, but I remember standing next to him in a tunnel and like the guy was huge, like even his calves were massive. And I'm like, didn't realize how big the guy was. Like, until he used to is that intimidating? Like, what was standing in a tunnel along, along, alongside Alan Shearer about to take the field against him? Was that that intimidating? Yeah, yeah, because he, he was, I mean, obviously, he was their captain at the time, and it's just like you're standing you're looking at him, and he's just like, he's actually bigger than like on TV, man. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's the thing, like, but it's those kind of things you look at them, like, but you kind of size them up, right? Like, you're going into battle with them, so yeah, 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 yeah. You kind of, you kind of, you kind of relish the challenge, like, of taking a field with them, going in 50-50s or whatever, and competing with these guys. And I mean, obviously, the the difference was there. Don't get me wrong; I think we lost two nil in the end, I think. But like, we, I mean, we competed really well. But um, it was good to actually see him and, and watch him play. I mean, another, actually, I say him, but I say Lynn. You remember Lee Trundle? Oh, yeah, Lee yeah, Trundle? yeah. He Swan, was another Swan, one. Was that Swansea? Yeah, Lee Trundle. Yeah. He's another He's another one with a billy on the ball. He was all, he was all left foot. He always knew what he was going to do because he always wanted to get on his left foot, but you'd always manage to get the ball on his left foot and whip it in and curl it in. I mean, I don't know. You've seen Sky Sports, um, Soccer AM, right? He's always on there doing trickery. <laughs> and yeah, he's another one just to look at and you up the top looking at him thinking you scream like the defenders get tight to him come on but he's just like <laughs> rolled them or pinned them and just rolled them off and get his strike away so um, it's funny I saw him I saw him in the summer actually we had a good chat so it was good Morgan this one's this got to be a tricky one for you isn't it best uh, player to I, play I, against it's a hard one but um, <laughs> yeah. I would say Ronaldinho Ronaldinho because he was in his prime at that time I know Messi was there as well but I would say Ronaldinho because Ronaldinho was in his prime Messi was just a oh, young wow. but, sorry 
No, I said, like, wow, Ronaldinho. Yeah, but so Ronaldinho, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Like, the guy was just unreal. That's <laughs> just not much to say. Just football was too easy for him. <laughs> it was too easy. He was just playing with a smile on his face. And it was just like, you know, like the samba football. Just give me the ball and I will make things happen. That's right. Some of the yeah. things he used to do in games, he's just like, man, he's just like playing in the street. Honestly, <laughs> it's just crazy. I remember every every time that we had the game and then on a Saturday, you just go home, watch La Liga, and you knew Ronaldinho would do something like spectacular, and people would be mm-hmm. talking about it for like for like days, and like so every weekend was just like a show for him. But he had the project as well because he would be scoring goals or he would give an assist. Because you get some players sometimes they just want to show off, but Ronaldinho was a show off. But he had the project at the end, and that's what made mm-hmm. him so special for those I think those three years of Barcelona when he was a, at the top of his game. Like he was just probably one of the best players in the world. Mm-hmm. Who's the best manager you played under? Um, I, I would say Greg, Greg Levin. For me, he's the um, he's the manager at Dundee United and the manager of the uh, national team of Scotland. Because um, he gave me well, he gave me my my first professional uh, contract at um, at Dundee United when I was I was playing in League One in Scotland for Cowden Beef, and uh, so he gave me my first professional contract. And with him, like at that time playing for Dundee United, I was. You know, playing week in, week out, and he didn't really say much to me. He always just say to me before every game, just go and enjoy. And that was that was that was enough for me just to go on the park and just be one of the main players for the team because I used to play. I was playing well all the time, and it was easy because the manager that believed that he had to believe in me that he knew that I would, I would do the job for him like on the week on the weekly basis, basically. So so that's why he gave me that that power. I would say so. He was probably the best manager I worked with. Yeah. Damien? Um, I think one of the managers you mentioned, John Ward. Um, I mean, I remember when he came into Cheltenham, like I knew, so when I signed for Bristol City from Windsor, he was first team manager of Bristol City. So oh, he, course, he knew yeah. of me. Yeah, so he knew of me then and he, he remembered me and um, I mean, he was there for, I've got how many years, he was there for now, four or five years before he moved on, but um. Yeah, like I said, he was a bit, bit of a father figure to me, and um, sometimes we had a, a bit of a fallout, but like we always made up quite, quite soon. And it, it, it was just he, he, he did annoy me sometimes when he didn't start me when he knew he should have started me. Like, because <laughs> it's one of those ones you, when you come off the bench and you kind of change the game and you kind of you think, oh, you've made a difference, and you think, oh, yeah, maybe I'll play next game, and he doesn't. He just like, oh, cheers. <laughs> And um, but I was okay with it because we had a good. He brought in a good crop of players, um, probably where for our promotion season. So, um, yeah, there was to, a togetherness like with the squad, which is still evident now because a lot of us still keep in contact and we meet up and socialise together. Still, that's yeah, that's, that's cool. how good the group was. Yeah. Okay, another one for you to start with. Favorite goal scored. I would say mine would be people who at Cheltenham always talk about it, and I would say it's Swindon Town away. Um, I think we won three one. Yeah, and I it was kind of like the last few minutes of the game, and I kind of we're winning, but like I remember the lad saying like run it into the corner, and I'm like nah, I'm one on one with a defender here, <laughs> so I, I decided to cut inside and just like hit it from I don't know 30, 35 yards, and it. Just flew into the top corner. Um, keeper didn't even move. He just watched it go in the corner. It was that like hit it with that much power. And two fairs was one of those you just hit it and hope. And it's just and it just flew straight into the top corner. So um, yeah, that's a goal like everyone remembers. I mean, I still now and then I do watch it back on YouTube. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do, I do like. And, yeah, that was a good goal. Morgan, what about you? It's got to be Staines Town away, surely. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say that. It's a shame <laughs> it video. Oh, honestly. Yeah, that has to be that one. Honestly, it's, it's the best goal of school. Yeah, definitely. It's that one. <laughs> now, is there ever a, a like, favourite ground that you played at where whenever you turned up, you just thought, like, season after season, yeah, that's the game I'm looking forward to because I just know every time I play here, I'm always going to do well. And then the flip side, is there a ground that you absolutely hated? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
God, what ground did I? What ground did I love? I. It's a bit of a weird one, right? I like playing at uh, QPR's ground. I don't know why. Good atmosphere. Stands close. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's why I liked it because of how, like, the shape of the, the stadium and. I've always liked it. I mean, I remember playing there back in the day for the reserves and I remember enjoying playing there and I've played first team games there. I think we played an FA Cup game when Fulham was sharing the ground there and we played against Fulham. And um, yeah, I've always enjoyed playing there. Um, I think I'm... <laughs> would have to be... Oh, it, it, it's a toss-up between Accrington and Stanley and... Uh, Carlisle. Oh, yeah. Car- Carlisle away in the winter is horrendous. I don't know what their pitch is like now because their stadium's like prone for flooding. And yeah, when that state that pitch gets boggy, it's I don't know how we can play football on it, to be honest. Um same with Accrington because their their pitch is on a slope and it's a bit the water just like just holds in one corner and it's just yeah. So either one of those two, I think. Morgan? Uh for me the Favorite ground, I would say Celtic Park. For some reason, every time we played uh, over the years when I was with the United, we always play well. Not just myself, but as a team, we always like it was always a hard game for Celtic to play against us. I don't think they like playing. They, they, I don't think they liked playing against us at that time because we, we were really good. And oh uh, yeah, I always enjoy playing there. All the, the stadium mm-hmm. was always full, and the fans was always you know. Uh, singing from the first minute to the last minute and you know when you're on the pitch even talking to your teammate you couldn't even hear what, what we were saying to each other because of the noise so for us it was just it was great to play there so yeah it's probably like my favourite stage I mean like playing there. And, oh, uh, what about the worst? I don't actually I don't I'm trying to think I don't really have any like I like playing all from home like I don't I don't mind at all like, yeah I don't, I don't have any <laughs> yeah hard to say <laughs> That's cool. Listen, gents, thank you so much for this evening. Really, really enjoyed the chat and uh, and catching up over some really good times. So thank yeah, yeah. You. Pleasure. Thank you. And a big thanks to everyone who's downloaded. As always, I appreciate it. Um, this is the final podcast of the year. Um, so I'd like to wish you all a happy Christmas. Um, and I'm looking forward to bringing you our next guest early in the new year. <laughs>